Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Friday, April 29th, and we are bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Amazon had a rough three months. The latest numbers showed lackluster growth and the first quarterly loss since 2015. It's blaming the end of the pandemic. Sales are down now that people aren't afraid to leave the house. There's also the tight labor market, inflation, and the supply chain. Cloud services are going strong, but the company's large stake in electric truck maker Rivian is contributing to the $3.8 billion in quarterly losses. A worker at a poultry plant in Colorado has tested positive for avian flu, the first known case in the U.S. So far, the CDC says there's not a huge threat of humans catching this particular flu, but the virus is very contagious among birds. Plant owners across the U.S. have killed more than 22 million birds hoping to stop the outbreak. A plant in Iowa recently called more than 5 million hens, which The Guardian says is the largest slaughter in the country. You might want to keep an eye on Tesla's stock price today. Last night came word that CEO Elon Musk sold $4 billion worth of the EV company's shares earlier this week to finance his purchase of Twitter. That pending deal has already sent Tesla's shares falling 15% since it was announced Monday. Some investors are worried that owning Twitter could distract Musk from the car and rocket companies he already runs. But he also tweeted that he doesn't plan to sell any more shares. German tennis champion Boris Becker has been sentenced to two and a half years in prison. He was convicted earlier this month for illegally hiding money and assets after declaring bankruptcy in 2017. Becker's offenses include failing to declare a property and covering up a bank loan of 825,000 euros. Scientists are finding plastic pollution everywhere, in the ocean, inside our bodies. And now California is taking aim at ExxonMobil for its role in the global crisis. State Attorney General Rob Bonta says the petrochemical company has been deceiving customers for decades by heavily promoting recycling. The truth is, the vast majority of plastic cannot be recycled. There's growing evidence that 90 percent of plastic waste goes straight into the trash. Did you know you can actually browse and skip through the segments of this show? 
Really, just look for the chapters feature in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and many other podcast apps, or check out our player at insider.com slash the refresh. Coming up, Dave is out today, but he left us a chat he had about flying cars. Some Silicon Valley startups have already raised hundreds of millions on their promise, but just how likely are we to see cars flying around our cities in the near future? We find out. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Russian bombs hit cities all over Ukraine Thursday, including areas far from the most intense fighting. The most brazen attack was in the capital, Kyiv, which came only an hour after President Zelensky held a news conference in the city with UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Nearly a dozen people were wounded, but a spokesman said Guterres was safe. Ukraine is charging 10 Russian service members with war crimes. The accused are not in custody, and President Zelensky says they may never actually appear in a Ukrainian court. However, Zelensky says he will hold Russia accountable for the atrocities discovered when Russian troops withdrew from Bucha earlier this month. More than 400 people were found dead, some with their hands bound and shot in the head. There are an estimated 1,000 Ukrainian soldiers and civilians sheltering inside a steel plant in Mariupol. They've been fighting Russian forces for weeks with no means of escape. Mariupol is a crisis within a crisis. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres negotiated a possible evacuation earlier this week when he met with President Putin. They need an escape route out of the apocalypse. It's supposed to happen today, but few details have been released and Russia has sabotaged multiple previous attempts to get people out of Mariupol. Surprise was the theme on day one of the NFL draft. Only one quarterback was selected, and it wasn't until the 20th pick when the Pittsburgh Steelers chose hometown hero Kenny Pickett. The Green Bay Packers left Aaron Rodgers out to dry by not adding another receiver in either of their two first-round picks. Baltimore's QB Lamar Jackson tweeted, WTF, after the Ravens traded their star receiver and drafted a center. And apparently the Jets and Giants both made some good moves, which is like really a surprise. Donald Trump ally Roger Stone has been banned from Twitter again. The platform first banned him in 2017 for attacking journalists. And after Elon Musk agreed to purchase Twitter this week, Stone created a new account. He announced on Telegram, well, bitches, I'm back on Twitter. But Stone's joyride lasted all of 10 hours before Twitter re-banned him, this time for violating the company's ban evasion policy. So flying cars have always been a sexy idea from the Jetsons to Back to the Future to Blade Runner. Who wouldn't want to whiz above the city away from the nuisance of traffic and one-way streets? One Silicon Valley startup called Archer thinks it's possible to have flying cars in L.A. and Miami in 2024. That's not too far away. But with a million obstacles in their way, it's not looking likely. Adam Lashinsky, who reports on technology and business, is here to talk about how flying cars actually fare in the near future. The biggest obstacle is that this company, which has raised hundreds of millions of dollars, has never flown a vehicle other than a very short hover demonstration of a prototype. So it is aiming to be in the market in two short years with an air taxi 
but it hasn't even proceeded to the point of being able to fly any vehicle for any length of time with any passengers and so on. Seems like a bit of a hurdle. So what are the technological and regulatory obstacles standing in Archer's way and other companies' way that are trying to do similar flying cars? The technological hurdles are vast. It's, it's an unproven area. No one has done it before. They aim to use electric propulsion, meaning they're going to use batteries like a Tesla. Well, that hasn't been done in aviation. They also aim to take off like a helicopter and fly like a plane. That's been done in very limited instances for military applications and at tremendous expense, never in an everyday consumer application. Now, the regulatory hurdles are perhaps bigger than the technology hurdles. The FAA needs to certify not just the vehicle that this company hopes to make, but everything about the process of making and building and flying the vehicle. And as you can imagine, in particular, in light of the Boeing 737 MAX crashes from a few years ago, the FAA is going to make extra certain that any new novel vehicle is safe before it lets the flying public into it. So these Silicon Valley startups often have, as you call it, a fake it till you make it mentality. So basically, investors are kind of buying into this idea, knowing that they can't make a flying vehicle yet, but they're signing on because there's promise, right? It's not fraud, is it? Well, Archer at this point, literally, and and to their benefit transparently faking it. <laughs> so when they unveiled their product last June, since the product doesn't fly, they did so with an interactive video demonstration. I mean, it's incredibly hokey, but they weren't claiming that the vehicle flies. They were claiming to make a video that shows what the plane might do one day. So they may be over-promising about when they can deliver this product, but I don't have any evidence or even any suspicion that what they're doing to this point is fraudulent because they're saying, we have a far out groovy vision for what we're going to do. We'd like you to give us a bunch of money to pursue it and we're going to pursue it. So Adam, let's take a step back from Archer for a second. So how realistic are flying cars actually? Do you think that we're going to see them in our lifetime, the day where we'll have flying cars parked in our driveways? You know, I'm in my mid-50s. I don't think we'll see them in our lifetime, uh, that we'll see them in our driveway. You know, cars are, are dangerous enough vehicles to add the flying to them uh, strikes me as being, you know, a preposterously dangerous proposition for the general public. There's all sorts <laughs> of questions to answer. Where do they land? Where do they get serviced? What corridors are they allowed to fly in? I mean, I think we're a, a long way off from solving it in our society. I think, you know, a nearer term uh, possibility is that they could operate the way helicopters operate today. And that's basically what they are, is helicopters with wings. <laughs> you need a whole other license for that. So even if flying cars do become a thing, will they just become a plaything for the rich? I think initially they almost will have to be a plaything for the rich. They're going to be really expensive to make, despite what these companies say. And not just expensive to make, but expensive to operate. And, you know, you just can't have the volume of these things flying around the way you have volumes of cars. 
there's certainly a vision far off into the future where they could be for the masses, but not initially, and nobody claims otherwise. Yeah, no Cloud City anytime soon, I don't think. Right. Well, thanks for joining us on The Refresh, Adam. My pleasure. Adam Lashinsky writes about technology and business. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Carrie Donahue, the executive producer. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider, and we had extra help this week from Rob Gunther. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah.